hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. We got a good that clap was, there. That was a good. <laughs> that was really good. I had volume. I had. I was determined. I felt confidence. The we waveform very perfect. Very perfect. Waveform. For I'm people who don't that, know, I'm riding that waveform, baby. For people who don't know anything about audio stuff, you gotta clap to sync. We have two different tracks, and we clap to sync it up. And that was a ooh prima one. Ooh prima. That was a ooh. good one. Theo, that was a very orderly one. But I'm. I'm feeling. I want to. I'm kind of feeling off the chain. You are break loose. I've been I've been holding back. Will's the tuggy dog of this podcast. I'm the tuggy. You know I'm. I'm. I'm, I see squirrel, and now I'm. I'm gonna let myself loose. I'm gonna fucking kill that squirrel. (laughs) Oh jeez! All right, right. just destroy that squirrel. He's had it coming. (laughs) Gotta get that squirrel. (laughs) You know why I'm feeling so wild? Tell me. We uh, we just had a certain bunny themed holiday. In our timeline, we're not. We're gonna spoil it. We're not gonna spoil it for you, listeners, because uh, it's come. I'm. It's coming around next year. Watch uh-huh. out! It's coming around. I want to show you a toy I got, because apparently I'm. Well, this it's, was actually okay, very nice. This is a fun things. activity. It's, it's wild to me that one like you're invested enough in this holiday that you've received it a gift, a, a toy. I received gifts from two families. That's wild <laughs> to me. That's. I didn't even have that when I was a child. Like, so I just opened up. You can see this egg container. Yeah, you got a little plastic I feel egg like, there. Plastic <laughs> I feel like a magician iconic. right now. Yeah. I'm just like, you can see the egg, right? Um, <laughs> For my next trick. Look at, look at this monkey. This little he's Lego little monkey. monkey. He's a cute little... This and is, he's got a little monkey on his... He's got a little monkey on his a, back. It's very adorable. It's very cute. This was the most frustrating... Lit- this isn't Lego. This is they look like Lego pieces. Oh, it's bricky for sure. Or whatever. It is it is a <laughs> some some company. All right. Um I'm going to show you an individual piece. That's tiny. It's smaller than a it's pea. That's fucking it's tiny. It's fucking tiny. You you know why, Will? My fingers Your big are old man massive. hands were not the target <laughs> market. I hate to Oof. tell you. I have big old sausage fingers from eating too much bratwurst. <laughs> oh, oh, so the intended chocolate. audience was 10 years old. And the fucking directions, they don't go like, oh, we're going to build a leg and then we're going to build the <laughs> other. You go layer by layer. Oh, that's which is very different. Hard. It's hard to do on a monkey that is build all Build the rest of the fucking monkey. <laughs> and then it goes, and I didn't see what was happening for 90% of it. And I was like... Oh, this is hard. Mm. But there's a bunch of fun animals, and um, this is gonna turn into a, an advertisement because uh, the I got this from my girlfriend's mother, and she's like, you know, you'd probably be impressed by the the price I got for it. And I was like, I'm at the age where I kind of would, yeah, I would right. Be very impressed. She's like, I got it for like a few dollars per, like one dollar or so, like probably more than yeah. that per. And I was like, ooh, and it was in like a set and there's all different animals because mm-hmm. you hate when you get the same one. You can't get the person, same, like, you can't Ugh. get those dupes. 
You can't cut those dupes. I. What are you doing? You right? have to start trading them to get Damn. the you get the full oh. set. Small monkey, <laughs> small Lego <laughs> animal. They're so fragile, though. If you're on the the playground and you're just like, "Hey, kid." I got a porcupine. They're like, how do you even do a porcupine? And like, oh, you'll see. Uh, but uh, I'm looking for that rhinoceros. You got, uh, any, that's my, you got that's any of my... that shark? I'm looking oh. for a shark. You know, the sharks are hard to get. And there's another kid, and he's flipping a coin, and then he just unwraps <laughs> the coin, and it's a chocolate coin. And he, <laughs> and he, it and he takes a bite into the coin, and what's inside the coin? It's a shark. Yeah. <laughs> what's in it for me? What's in it for me? I got like what's I got... in this coin, which is a shark. Uh, but yeah, that was just kind of a little thing that to lead us into Segment City. Welcome to Segment City, everybody. This is a podcast in which Theo and I. This is gonna be. I'm gonna. This is gonna shock people. We do segments. For a second, Each I thought week. you said you. This is gonna shock you. I've forgotten what we do. I thought you were going. I, <laughs> I thought for a moment that you had gone the other way and you couldn't remember. Uh, what's your name again? Uh, I'm I'm a good Timmy. East- you're you uh, gotta speak up to me. I can't hear. I can't remember anything. I'm the good egg hunt boy. W- Timmy. Tim. Timmy. Timmy Bane. Yep. Your alter ego. And I'm Bimmy Bane. <laughs> <laughs> Who's also no? I'm Will Kane, and I'm I won an Easter egg hunt, which I have not done in years. And, and I, you are, and I'm Theo Sapagos, and I I won because I got to see you having a good time. You weren't there. I wasn't there, but I knew. And sp- but I knew. Were, were you astrally projecting? And I was on me? meditating, and I knew that you were having a good time. If I had a nickel for every time that you, we've astral projected and seen <laughs> if each I had other, a nickel, I would every have. time I looked up and oh. I saw a holographic form of you watching me doing some random activity, I'd have several nickels. Several nickels. Yeah. Enough for a small what an outdated, egg. What an outdated Lego phrase. Thing. If I had a nickel for a nickel is such a useless amount oh, of money. It's, it's, it's turning into the penny. Do you ever pay for something in cash and they hand you back coins and you have a gut I, feeling of like you could you could have cut it off at the question of do you pay for anything with cash? Like <laughs> I very said very not. occasionally I pay for something with cash and I get change oh, yeah. back and I look at it in my hand and I go what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? This is yeah. now a burden that I have to carry around and I'll and dump you, it in a jar when I get home and I'll forget about yeah. it for the rest of my life. I've essentially paid you the rounded up sum. You go, eh, this is trash, and you throw it in the garbage bin, and a homeless man goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> No, even the homeless man is like, yeah, you're it's right, like, that's eh, trash. Garbage. Garbage. He's like, if if you gave a homeless man, like, some coins, I think unless he was, it was all quarters, you'd go, what the fuck is this? Like, come on. I think one of the best Seinfeld goofs is when George is talking about how he when he gives change to the homeless, he'll never give... <laughs> blind people bills he always gives them coins because he wants the recognition he wants the credit he wants the- <laughs> he wants the credit for giving them the money he could give them a one dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill wouldn't matter it wouldn't matter he wouldn't get the know credit. a quarter yeah exactly get a whole roll of quarters from well theo let's start with the will's uh stupid thought i have an ambush theo's stupid thought you've been Whoa! ambushed oh, okay do yours yours is probably hey better. i have a thought that yeah aren't artificial sweeteners just basically saying to ourselves that we've 
become addicted to sugar and we've given up? Yes. Next question. Next question. (laughs) Like, to some degree, people know at this point that artificial sweeteners are not good for you and they can cause cancer. And yet people still use them. I got a uh, lemonade thing that said sugar-free. Yeah. And I said, sick. I'm going to have some sugar-free lemonade. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm on that low-calorie lemonade. Low-cal zone, baby. Yeah. It's less flavorful, but I like that because I'm old and my taste buds are like, I've given up. <clears throat> I ain't doing this. Anymore. You're not smoking eight packs a day, but your but your taste buds <clears throat> are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, no, they can't get anything. Well, they're they're too sensitive, I guess. Um, it was as sweet as a super sugar, mm-hmm. like a one I got a carnival. Like it was, and I was like, they didn't just you can't replace the sugar. Zero, they didn't. They, they didn't just go for it. one for one. They went two for one, or maybe yeah. three for one on the sweetener. I was just like, so you're lying to me because this is ultra. I know lemonade. Like you're not gonna get it, and it's like freshly squeezed, and you're like, oh god, like, you gotta have <laughs> some sweetness, or else it's terrible. It's but all, like, yeah, we have our secret formula: one part lemon to one part water. That's it. <laughs> I just got to chewed up some lemon and spit it into a <laughs> extra candy <laughs> for you. But you got to like, it's like, do I would appreciate just like, a, at least pretend like you're not adding sweeteners in it. And I'm like, Ooh, this is a little tart. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. Ooh, this is, they didn't add as much. Like that's what I'm really looking, I'm they looking have, for low calorie. We have lemon water and we have uh-huh. very sweet lemonade. Nobody yes. sells something in the middle. There is no I, middle option for you. I water down everything. Yes, I do too. I get. It's just an old man thing, I guess. We're old. Um, and, it's just too sweet. But it is just, Splenda is a lie. Splenda is a lie. lie. It's, yeah. It's it's wishful thinking on our part that we we can get all it's the ad, sweetness without any of this de- It's sugar. admitting defeat to, to your addiction to sweetness. Yes. You're admitting defeat by using it. Have you ever watched those videos of like, People do a 30-day challenge of no sugar. I haven't seen Ooh. those. People, is those it a rough hard. time? They, I feel like they go through, like, in the beginning, they're like, well, one, every fucking thing in the supermarket has sugar. Has sugar. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, totally that, right. I'm going to have to eat natural. Yeah, day one um, is is real, reading every label and realizing that everything has sugar. This added. is a yeah. hard challenge. Like, <laughs> realizing the scope of the challenge. And then they go, like, and then there's, like, a weird wave of their, like, I don't actually need that much sugar. Like the, it's like addicts getting over mm-hmm. it. We're just like, you know what? I don't actually need, like I could do this. Like, mm-hmm. And I feel like we could all kind of use that as yep. a society. But then um, do, how often do you just get a craving for something, something sweet? Oh, you, I have a terrible personally. sweet tooth. Yeah. I have a, I have a, I have a really big sweet tooth. Um, but it's also like, I want to be selective with, I don't need everything to be sweet. Right. I could eat, when I I want could something eat like sweet, salads I all day. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't need like I don't my need fucking... sugar added to my like tomato sauce. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't need all this shit. It's like, give me just mash up some tomatoes. I'll be good. Like, but, but I want that sweet thing to be sweet. Like you said, that was a good thought. Thank you. I sometimes They're... I come up with one and then I ambush you and you get taken aback. <laughs> you go, what? <laughs> Sometimes you have a single thought. Sometimes I have one th- thought and I realize it's stupid, but just stupid enough. Just stupid enough. Well, you've thrown off the whole thing because now normally we go back and forth. Do you want to do a segment like you normally do, or do you want me to do my segment? We got to get wanna... back on track here. You okay? You can do your segment then. You know okay. what? I I've been waiting to ask you this question for a long time. Okay. I need to know your power ranking of natural disasters. 
<laughs> Which ones do you not want to experience? We've got. All right, so we've got. Here we go. You phrase this like it's a thing I've <laughs> thought about ever in my life. Well, I may. I'll, okay, pretend that you now have. That, pretend now that, that I'm have. thinking about if I've thought about it, and I think I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm I sure, see what, what what I have thought about. We've got. I want you to tell me from most frightened to least frightened these natural disasters. Okay, one to ten. I'm gonna give you okay. my gut reactions. One to ten. Okay, to start off. Tsunami. Oh, that's a that's a that's like a nine. Tsunamis are I'm, terrifying. They're terrifying. They will just absolutely fucking wipe you out. Yeah, they're uh, pretty horrifying. It's pretty good that we don't live in an area that is subject to tsunamis because, Lord have mercy, they scare yeah. the shit out of me. All right, so then just, let's see, earthquake, sort of linked to tsunami. I'm going to say, this is definitely less, I'm going to give it a five. The reason five. being, um, it has the potential mm-hmm. to go full disaster movie Buildings falling down, sinkholes opening up. Wreck a whole up. city, got you know, the, whole, the whole shebang. I've never been in an earthquake, but I kind of think they would be a little bit fun. Mm. Like if they're a mild one, I think that's the level. If the magnitude's low, I think they might be a little bit like, oh, it's happening. So I like, think I would kind of like it. I think that on, here on the East Coast, we, we get small enough earthquakes. We had one last fall, I believe, that was really I'd small. I never feel them. I and every, so everyone on Facebook immediately was like, ah, ah, earthquake, earthquake. And they, it was they like- They put the <laughs> unsafe button and you're like, you <laughs> it was like son of a bitch. You, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yeah. All right, next up, volcano. How scared are we of volcanoes? Ooh, okay. This is, this is more interesting because this is, that's a big one. If they blow up. If they blow, it's potentially very blow, bad. I think I could pretty, I could get away. I don't think they're yeah, very but fast. If, if you're getting away, everybody's getting away, What's, right? Meaning roads are clogged, hard to get out. You, did you just pull a bane of one of us must be in the wreckage? <laughs> <laughs> like, one of us be, must be melted. They do. I think they offer the most terrifying death, though, because I've done research on this podcast into Pompeii. Yeah, pretty horrifying. Pom- being like ash falling on you and you being like breathe like oh yeah that's no breathing good. ash and smoke i mean next up after this is wildfire like ooh, that's my, hmm. last year was horrifying wildfires and my brother who's on the west coast was just like we can't go outside just i think not because of covid because the air will kill us i think ancient times i would rate rate it higher there is little warning systems mm-hmm. um it just kind they just kind of blow and you go what's going on and you wait for a messenger boy to yell in the street like get out go <laughs> like, we gotta get out of here but like, wildfires now, I think are also be like you get a text from the the people being like hey it's about to blow it's about you to know, go I feel, right i feel like there's somebody like a botched so, another gender reveal and we're all fucked now i'm gonna give it um i'm gonna give it a six Okay, so it's a I six. It's and worse, where was worse the, than earthquake? Where was the volcano? I, f- I think we were. Well, that was that was volcano. That was six. volcano. Okay, so because I feel like in modern days, wildfire. That's that's a scary one. I don't know much about why. I've never had to deal with them. Um, because I imagine the world is just clogged. The world like, is clogged. The sky is red. It's it's, it's, it's not, not like. It's not like volcano where you you know like I need to get out of here. I need to. There's not, a little not like, like I need to get out. Of, it's ooh. like it's like I need to get away from right there. Is a volcano. Yeah. Volcano is like I see the spot I need to get away from. Wildfire There's is a like radius. I'm gonna try to go this way, and I hope that the wildfire doesn't get there before I do. 
I think it's a little bit less, I guess, well, it's still dangerous, but I feel like it's less dangerous, but more ubiquitous. Mm. How many volcanoes blow up? Not that many. Not that many. How many wildfires? Every fucking year. Yeah, every year. Um, I think I'm. it's at minimum a seven. Probably okay. getting up to eight. That's a pretty scary. To be in the waking up and there's just smoke everywhere and you're like, my house is on fire and everything is on fire. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. bad. What about a blizzard? Oh, blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> See, <What>? it was... <laughs> <laughs> we scoff it's funny because because i was originally talking i got this I, I got this discussion from some people that i was talking with who were on the west coast and they yeah. ranked a blizzard as more scary than both a wildfire and an earthquake which is shocking interesting to me. i think but i think it's just because it's the it's it's the disaster you no, it's the disaster you've experienced they've experienced wildfires and and earthquakes yeah, and they are not as familiar with with blizzards. When blizzards happen near them, it shuts everything down. Everything is done around here. Yes. It's like well, because down, people in I guess. California are like, "What is this stuff coming from the sky? That isn't ash. I can't believe it. Like it's they're, it's clean. They're psychopaths. Horrifying. They live an entirely different life with palm trees. What are even palm trees? They're just." No, dumb. <laughs> they're dumb. They're they got beaches. They Will's official lives. stance on palm trees. They're dumb. No, they're dumb. No, they're not here in, <laughs> in New England. Therefore, what? Wait, in the fall, do they turn orange and the leaves fall off, <laughs> smack people in the face? All right, no, two more. Blizzard's, Blizzard is um two, two. Yeah, two. It's not. Yeah, it's, it, you just sit there. Like it's you wait for it to it's go a nice, away. It's, you you just sit there and you enjoy your cozy day. You get some tea, and you can do stuff too. You can shovel. Like it's that's a fun. Distraction. <laughs> yeah, you can you can strain your back and then not be able to move for a full twenty four hours after you realize that you yeah. fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You right? can't shovel the the fire away. You can't <laughs> shovel the snow <laughs> away. All right, I'm headed out to shovel the ash. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's kind of, like it's another one that I'm like you can see it coming. So you, you don't get one of those special fine. special lava shovels that you're out there just. It's, it's low key, like kind of fun to be in a blizzard. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. like it's... a couple of times a winter. Yeah, tornado. How you feeling about a tornado? Big tornado. <sighs> I do have a particular fear of tornadoes. I think tornadoes, they are terrifying. Tornadoes are weird in that they feel very chaotic. Like mm-hmm. right at them, you are fucked, and fifty feet away, maybe you're fine. Yeah, that's the that's the scary part where it's like you they can going, come down. Of it going one rip- side of the street. And the other yeah. side of the street's fine. I would be, if I was near a tornado, I'd be like, where's it going? Where's it going? And then it would come towards me because I had bad luck. <laughs> and it would just, I'm, whoa, and I, I'm Cause, dead. Because you're standing in place, ducking and bobbing and weaving, yeah. but you're not moving. You're just moving your head like, around a lot. Like, I, like I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm bobbing, I'm weaving. He, he, he doesn't know where I'm at. When I play football, I just kind of try to wig them out that way. And they're mm-hmm. like, I can see your feet. I can see your, your hips. Your they say, watch the hips and your hips are not moving. Just your head yeah. is moving. I'm just trying to get them. <laughs> get them with my head. Yeah. I, um, trying to be a little snake charmer. Yeah. I'm going to say they're a six. They have the yeah, unpredictability, but they're low, low impact, I guess. Low AOE. Low AOE, compared right. Compared to tsunami that can take out a city. How about the maybe the biggest AOE here? How about a hurricane? Hurricanes are big. I'm gonna say that is, uh, eight or nine. Yeah, potential yeah. for destruction is huge. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a wide area, and the just like the level. I don't think it's 
like as disastrous as a tsunami, but it's like barely less disastrous. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, uh, yeah. I, feel like I mean, tsunami tsunamis can me really take more. out like a coastal region. Hurricanes yeah. have the potential to like maybe even That's go true. bigger than that. It is. It's like a ton of rain as opposed to like the ocean coming in. Also, like tsunamis, you there's a fear factor to hurricanes where you're like, we see it getting bigger. We know it's mm. growing. It's out there and it's coming. You can, <laughs> sometimes the the shot you see coming is scarier than the one that you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? The preparation makes you more scared. Right. You're I think like, the anticipation, a, the buildup is is potentially more scary. Yeah, that's that's a I would say eight or nine. That's right. probably equivalent to a tsunami. All right, those are your power rankings. I think I generally agree with you. There wasn't one where I, I was like, "Huh." Yeah. Are Blizzards you? Those are not that threatening. Uh, here's here's a an alternate one. Are you more scared of a solar flare or an asteroid hitting the Earth? Ooh, interesting. I um I think that they're both asteroid. I think they're both they're, terrible. I think they're both horrifying. So yeah. here's here's the pitch for asteroid. Asteroid hits the Earth. If you're not uh-huh. killed in the initial ballast, then it kicks up dust into the atmosphere, and you have to ice like age. you have to watch as like an- plants and animals die, and you either starve or it turns into an ice age. Yeah, pretty horrifying. Mm-hmm. Solar flare. If it's a massive solar flare, it could potentially hit the side of the Earth that is facing the sun at the time and leave the other side of the Earth unaffected. But a solar pl- flare would also cause an EMP blast, which means the, the side for which it is night would wake up the next day, have no self-communications, and ha- the other side of the Earth would be dead. That's terrifying. Wouldn't that make Thanks an incredible for, disaster movie? Putting all of this in <laughs> my anxious brain, I can't believe you've done this to me. Um, I'm going to... Ooh, this, this is also... I would go solar flare because it's like... I feel like more instantaneous. I think the asteroid asteroid does leave a little bit more room for the next phase. The dinosaurs They're, come back. Right. Ooh. Ooh. That's that's the a dinos- plot twist. The, the Ice Age comes back, woolly mammoths, but they're aggro. Yeah. They're You're a elephants. warlord who dro- who rides one. Ooh, yeah. There's I think it's a shittier world, but I think the world is going to more survivable. Better. More survivable, yeah. right? But I don't care. I'm the human race. We're the human race. We don't give a shit about. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with solar flare. All right. All right. That's it. That's all I've got for you. That's all you got. Well, from that terror, from that let's terror go to another terrifying universe. Last week we talked about the Snyder Cut, and I want to talk about the people online and equally we want to return to an equally bleak existence yeah the people who have come out of their bunkers not because of the new ice age but no, because no, no. the snyder cut because the snyder cut has been released and now people on twitter are like yes mm. bring back the snyder verse and i went but why <laughs> but why would you bring back the snyder verse so i have two things i want to talk about to you yes one how do you continue the snyder verse Let's share our thoughts. Two, how would you have done a DC Cinematic Universe? If we're starting from scratch, scrap it. I'm making... Well, actually, that's that's kind of a different thing than... Like, there. I guess there would be two things of, let's not do the Snyder Universe and move on. How would you move on? And how would you do... I think the, the like, how would you have started it is just mm-hmm. do what Marvel did and be slow there, and slow. There's an interesting he- thing here, though, that, like... DC, uh, 
really like botched the the culmination point. But yes. they did something that I thought they wouldn't be able to do, which was make me like Aquaman. Like they That's did something <laughs> incredible, which is like they actually made Aquaman an interesting character that I liked. Like, yeah, there was dumb, goofy movies, but Ocean Master was just yeah. the right level of camp that I was like, I'm in. I was I was watched that movie with the biggest smile on my face. I was cackling in the theater was like so a madman. Um, they have. That's a good point that they have nuggets. They have right. good nuggets there. Wonder Woman. The th- I like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's they like did a really a good job bit, with that. Yeah, I think she's great, but they're losing Henry Cavill, and they're probably going to lose Batfleck. Batfleck's kind of like on the fence. I'm pretty okay with them losing. I mean, like, I think they need to reimagine Superman as a more fun character. Like, oh, they need to make make it so From- that... The problem is you, you, you don't you don't want to walk into a two hour superhero movie where it's gonna be grim the whole you, last time. You don't want to come out bummed. Yeah, you don't want to come out bummed. A city. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and Batfleck was the similar problem where they wrote him as a really serious character, but also it's, he can't just be a standalone like Christopher Nolan figure where like no. you know he's having his own adventures and his old like moral quandaries. He also needs to be doing um doing like dceu stuff yeah so i would scrap both of those actors and find new actors for them i don't know that henry or what's his name let's patterson no it's battinson yeah whatever it's whatever his name is 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 the right choice but we'll see i so i'm just gonna if i was to do my own um like start from scratch it's weird because i i feel like they kind of did a interesting arc in a way that i was like or like you know in general terms of you either in my mind you start with superman or batman you got to start right. with one of them. they started with superman the problem is they destroyed the city and it was terrifying and horrific and he's um, you can't like come back from that to be a likable character once, yeah, once like, you do that there's no real coming back yeah he's a bummer he's he's you, a bad punchline and i don't mind doing a batman versus superman except it was too edgy like do it was it, too edgy and it was too soon it was too soon take a look at the animated like Batman anime series, Superman anime series, Justice League cartoons, mm-hmm. they are the perfect like archetypical versions, of, like the perfect like amalgamation of what this character should be. Of like they're a little bit fun, but they're also their core character. Right. Or look at the Arkham games for Batman. Like right. that, that is perfectly like okay. You get get that. Figure out who they are. Superman is good, and he you can make him complex if you right. want to, and because he's like a. If you want to have him be a Superman in a glass world, that's interesting. Where he's like, hey, there's literally a line in like Justice League where he's like, cool, I need I get to like actually cut loose for once. And he just starts like beating the shit out of Darkseid. He's mm-hmm. like, I try not to hurt people, but you can take it. So he's mm-hmm. having a great time. It's like you can do stuff like so you can start with that and then have instead of like a big you could have a big fight between them, but have it more like, oh, Batman is following Lex Luthor. Because he has, he's doing shady shit, and then they have like a fight, and then don't have the whole doomsday plot. Like that's too much. Yeah, I think what I would have done instead is is start with Batman and have mm-hmm. several movies of him leading up to like a movie where he faces off versus Joker, who has uh, assembled like his crew of like evil goons, including like mm-hmm. I don't know uh, what's that guy? It's the Frost guy name. Um, Oh, Mr. Freeze? Right, Mr. Freeze, the Riddler, like like he's yeah. like accrued all of these guys and Batman wins or like maybe doesn't even get them all and like comes away with the message like, fuck, I need help. 
<laughs> you know, like yeah, that would be there's a, too. like a reason for why he needs to assemble this other than just like, oh, a big bad alien is coming and only you know about it. I feel you like a, a much more grounded reason is like he has a face off with like a team of people he barely wins or doesn't win. Um, you need movies to le- they did Justice League way too early. Mm-hmm. They did, it's like the third movie. So don't do that. I would right. do my, Aquaman, I would have done Shazam, I would have let everybody up and yep. then done Justice League because then everybody would be excited. Right. And then you move on from there. I think right. that was that's the way to do it. Yeah. And then you continue with each of their like solo movies and you bring them back together and they're little crossovers, but not as major. I mean it's what yeah. it's like Marvel, like it's the template that Marvel designed and just it's a good it's a good template. It's you a good can, template. Like, and I you think have it's qualms about the movies. Do we just movies, do we but. think it's too late at this point though? Like is That's it too what, late? how we get into the Snyder? Okay, so do you want to do th- what we would do for the Snyderverse or what we would do ourselves from here? You're making... They're, from here. It, the from, WB from executives what? have said, fuck the Snyderverse. Right. You have you can say what is canon and what is not canon at this point. You Aquaman can say is Aquaman canon. is in. Aquaman's yeah. in. Aquaman's Wonder in. Woman Wonder is Woman's in. in. Um, let's maybe get rid of Batman or have... Let's have an alternate universe Batman stuff where he's fighting he, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I'm fine with or or you make a, or you make a different Batman movie where he passes the cowl to someone we care about and who's someone who's yeah. long term here, right? You're like basically soft reboot. Batfleck exists but is an old man, isn't it? Like an advisor to this younger guy now. They have they have the built in thing that I think they might do, which I thought they were going to do, and then people started talking about Snyderverse is the Flashpoint. Right. The Flash has a whole. It's weird to have it as the first movie, though, for Flash. <laughs> to, right, because it's the whole the like movie. it's the whole like going back in time and changing the past. Right, it's a weird like we have to pull out this this grenade right now. Yeah, we got to <laughs> do this. Like I, that's not like the worst thing you could do. That's a good second movie. I right. would probably do a Flash movie as quickly as possible, just so I can get to second Flash movie. <laughs> Right. To, so I could reset the universe and get Batman and Superman back in. I don't know that many Flash villains. I know like Gorilla Grodd. I know uh, Reverse Captain Flash. Cold. Captain Cold. Captain Cold. He has Cold. decent ones. He has, he has like some fun like offbeat ones. So you're like, okay, cool. We could do work with this. Yeah. It feels like Flash would just be like a lower budget movie that I'm like, okay, that's fine. Mm. Take, take time yeah. to like flesh out who he is and like make me care about it. They did it for Shazam. Why can't they do it for Flash? Yes. Keep Shazam. <laughs> Shazam canon. Shazam is canon. Um, uh, yeah, and then you, I think you go f- like opposite, basically, of what they did. Introduce Batman and Superman after a like, blast, right. and then have a new, like, oh, we need to like, what's all with all these universes? Maybe do like mm-hmm. a consolidation kind of movie that gets a little bit messy once you introduce multiverse without like I think Marvel's just introducing multiverse stuff, and I'm like, okay, that was smart after like tw- thirty the movies. The thing is, like, honestly, with me. I- Comics get into like multiverse and time travel all the time. Too, and too much. It's so much. It's like, it's so many. The, there was literally one comic where I was reading. And I was like, there are three versions of every character on the, uh, on each mm-hmm. page, past, present, and future. And it's just too much. Like it, I understand it, it's that, just, it's in, that it can have interesting storylines, but it's just so much to keep track of. It's weird because it's, it's what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing is like, 
was in the, like the first 10 years of comics or whatever like right. that build up level of like now we can get to multiverse like they did that in the like <laughs> 70s right. or 80 like they they're already there right. and they're like shit what do we do once we're here right um which is why the marvel movies are probably going to get weirder and yep. try to keep it more low key um you have to but keep it, it mainstream and multiverse is a little much for mainstream yeah. audiences i think you you keep it like fun with one alternate verse like spider right, verse kind of level you have like, like a good oh, version and a bad character. version or like uh yeah yeah an you alternate do, you do one alternate stuff. timeline you keep it so in you lighter do, with it you do stuff like that if you want to do flashpoint you bring in like old bruce wayne right. that's fun right like, or, or like another act who's another actor which i think they're probably going to do I think like, they're just going to CGI it up. I think they're just going to make him old. I thought that they're going to do like Mike. They're going to do like Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah. That's a fun, fun throwback. The, um, and like do something fun with that. Um, and that's like, then you have an okay. I think you just do individual movies and then try to like cobble together another Justice League thing or like right. Justice League Unlimited or, or where it's like a bigger roster that you can it's pull from. It's just weird that like Suicide Squad is going to be a more successful franchise than like the mainline DCU yes. Justice League. Like, that's weird. <laughs> I saw the trailer for the Suicide Squad and I was like, this looks very fun. Looks people are fun. gonna, if, if people listen to this in the future and it's already out and they're like, this is a piece of shit movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait they're for just, that. It's just so weird. They're just like trying again. We're just gonna do it again. Yeah. I don't know where you pull the Snyderverse from here, though. I don't know where we you have pull a general it plan. I mean, Let's say you keep Batfleck and you can somehow get Henry Cavill back on board. Do you I go think you do Justice a, League two. I think that you have to do the legwork of like you need to do a standalone Batman movie with Batfleck. At, yes. le at least one. At but least. then we have competing Batmans, and that's right. weird. <laughs> that's a weird. But we're we say we're just in charge of the Snyderverse. We're not in charge of that other thing. Okay, we just have to fair. take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like weird that that exists, it but is, it's fine. It is I mean, Zack I think Snyder. He he blows the dust off of the board and he goes, <laughs> "We're back in business, baby." Like that's where we're at. Yeah, I think that you can do one or even two Batman movies with Rob tie in Robin and Nightwing, introduce yeah. them as characters, side characters. Like you need more people to flesh out this universe. Uh -huh. Um You said that Cyborg got some story in the Snyder cut, so I, I yeah. don't know about that, but if it exists, then cool. I think um, he should be like a a secondary character that never gets his own movie. He should okay. be like the the Hawkeye. He should be the Hawkeye. <laughs> like, That's of fair. The group, which That's is fine. fine. Um, yeah, you do a Batman movie where it has like a bunch of his villains because they're going to be, he's older. So maybe have like some fun Arkham, like long Halloween stuff. That's fun. I think the only maybe way. Maybe have Superman show up. I think the only way that you can have, uh, Superman needs to be a more likable and fun character. And the way that you have to do that is to buddy him up with more likable characters. So like you basically need Shazam. to have a movie with like either Shazam or Flash or Wonder Woman and like. Yeah. Have a buddy movie with one of them and make it so that he can crack jokes. Like, do you do you or do Aquaman? Man of even, even Aquaman would have give him the like leeway to make do some you do jokes. Man of Steel too. It's I been so long since I in. saw Man of Steel, but I don't remember liking it all that much. No, I didn't. I it's it's not my most hated. I hate Batman versus Superman the most because mm -hmm. it's a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Um, and probably second is that is Man of Steel because it's just like so dour, right? The, the problem with the Snyderverse is everything is dark and that's the whole motif and that's what people like about it. So it's like, how do you lighten him up? A, like you lighten yeah, him up a bit, you have, but you, you have people this, like the dark. You have this small group of people over here that like the darkness and you have this big group over here that would be open to something more fun and campy and mm -hmm. you have to make the transition. I think the Snyder cut like 
Remember in the Joss Whedon Justice League where he comes in and he goes, does somebody need a bad guy beaten up? And you're just like, God damn it. Oh, like, God that's damn it. goofy. And yeah. then he starts like beating the shit out of uh, <laughs> Steppenwolf. And you're like, oh, come on, man. Like, this is like totally Deus ex machina. <laughs> it's like, okay, bring him in and have him actually smile. Henry yeah. Cavill is a charismatic guy. Henry, yeah, right. He can do he can do justice him, to a happy Superman. He just needs some good writing. To, yeah. Just tell him like, hey, cut loose. Like, just have like fun with it. And I think you could like bring it. I think you could bring it and make it lighter. Yeah. And but you don't do Man of Steel 2. I think you just kind of have him on the peripherals. Maybe do. I think you could just like villains. you could just like make the fort like I would love a shot of just like the fortress of solitude of Superman trying to find ways to like entertain himself where like he realizes kind of isolated and he has this place that he can go to and he's just like I don't know make it like a fun goofy place that he goes to and has like some weird arcade machine right yeah. just some shit that like this is what he does to pass the time he's kind of a normal yeah. guy yeah I I think that you do that and you like have him make the fort because he, does he have oh he has the spaceship. There's like the weird, I forget those movies. I think there was I a crash yeah, yeah. ship. I don't know, something I, like that. Anyway, Fortress of Solitude, you can make it a fun place. Um, yeah, I think that's just general. Like, I think individual movies from here on out, small crossovers, mm-hmm. and then you do more of a, because it's like, I want to see Aquaman now that I saw his own movie. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guys. I would but, love to see some scenes with Shazam and Superman where like, it's just this little kid who has basically Superman powers. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> Shazam's great. I, I yeah. really like Shazam. Um, but anyway, let's move on to your segment. From big conflict to the pettiest conflict, it's time to get into niche drama. Ooh! And in this edition of niche drama, we have uh, this is from the cut, and it is an article about some drama that went down on a Facebook group that was about <laughs> about slow cooking. Okay. <laughs> Just so you the- know that it's it's a crockpot Facebook group and you know it's about to be the pettiest shit. So you could say that it's been simmering all right, I'm gonna, for a while. Uh, um all right, listeners, I'm going to take over. I'm going to I'm going to edit out well for a while, so it's, it's just been just me and the listeners right now. We're just going to recover from what he said and it's um, been just kind of slowly cooking in the background. He's now said it, I think, four times. Simmering now. <laughs> All right, okay. here's the article. I, I, I'm Feel- so fucking ready for this. Here we go. I think this is the most excited I've ever been for a segment. <laughs> Let's go. On an internet constantly buffeted by screenshots and recipes of various Byzantine dramas, it's rare to come across mm-hmm. something new, a niche drama that manages to be captivating, but not soul-crushing. Okay. This lovely rarity occurred last week when writer Sarah Hollowell unearthed a stern message from the admin of a crockpot Facebook group admonishing <laughs> self-proclaimed masters of the craft for judging themselves above the noble masses of struggling, <laughs> quote-unquote, new crock stars. Are you... What? Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? New crock stars? That sounds like you wear Crocs and you are like <laughs> your slash and you come out on stage, you're an old rock star. You still got the top hat, but you These just, are like, comfortable as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, the new hip guy in the crock pot. He comes into like a meeting. He has <laughs> like cool glasses on. He's like, <clears throat> hey, what what are those old crock pots? Well, my mother used to use this crock pot. Garbage. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> Let me just deal with that for you. And he throws it. Slams it on the ground. No. 
Quote, It has come to my attention that some of you feel as though you are crockpot masters and you are oh. elevated beyond helping new crock stars. Unquote. The post reads, <laughs> Quote, If this is you, Congratulations. You do not need to be a part of this group and you may find the exit at the top of the group page with the three little dots, unquote. So much salt. Please so know. much salt. And also, on your way out, you could, if you wish, eat my ass. Eat, you can slow roast my <laughs> whole ass. <laughs> and eat the whole thing. And eat the whole thing. It went on to encourage those who feel the need to be rude or condescending to, quote, please go to your mother's house and say whatever you were going to type. If she whips your ass, you probably shouldn't type it, unquote. That's... That is a middle-aged woman if I've ever heard one. So would you mom kiss drama, your mother with that? Mom note? drama. So good. Wow. What disturbance could have so roiled the otherwise placid waters of a 331,000-member strong Facebook group angelically uh, named Crockpot Heaven <laughs> that an administrator falls complete? <laughs> I like that the the imagery of not only is it a placid lake, I imagine that's been frozen and nobody's noticed. It's been absolutely like they people have tried to cause ripples, but now somebody's shattered the ice. I love this image of these like holier than thou mothers that are all on this Facebook page. And if they arrive at the heavenly gates and they say, welcome, you have earned this life of everlasting happiness and they walk in and it's just crock pots everywhere and they're like this is it it's incredible <laughs> how many things have you cooked very slowly <laughs> saint nicholas i've cooked hundreds of meals that way you're in baby <laughs> you're in baby granted things in crockpot heaven didn't go that bad says amberly graves 35 the woman who wrote the post who describes herself as quote me mom admin of crockpot <laughs> heaven <laughs> every every heaven needs a <laughs> it needs a stern mother it needs a stern mother she was tired of seeing flickers of negativity sullying what was supposed to be a warm positive community of crock stars brought together by their shared love of stewing large batches of meat and vegetables in a pot for several hours the flickers last of aggressive or meanness is absolutely like well, Janet, I don't think 350s, that's too high of a temperature. What is this, an oven? Melissa, don't take your anger out at your husband at me. Take it out on this pot roast. Get out of here. You can eat my ass. <laughs> you can eat my whole ass. <laughs> you can eat my whole ass. Slow roast it with carrots on low for eight to 10 hours. Better not be at 350, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the last straw for her was when she saw a couple of members mocking a user's question about how to about what to make for her husband, who is a picky eater. Quote, it would be easier just to get a different husband, one person replied, oh, adding, on. just kidding. It was not a joke Graves appreciated. <laughs> picky eaters aren't just picky eaters, she added. Sometimes there's people who have anxiety disorders or who can't handle certain textures or smells or tastes. And then there were the comments about food being ugly. Listen, Crockport oh. is an art, Graves told me over the phone. Oh. It takes patience. It takes tweaking stuff. And she concedes, it's not always pretty. Graves' own 15-year-old daughter only recently became or, or recently came to the conclusion that food doesn't have to look good to taste good. She doesn't You just found this out that when you cook something for 8 hours, it might just look like a pile of doo-doo, but damn it smells heavenly. You don't need to plate it for Gordon Ramsay every single time. You don't need the <laughs> like decorative sauce. It's chilly, Janet. 
It's, it's chili. It's the same coming in as going out, yeah, but it's, it's so like good. You can tell every single one of these people is a middle-aged white woman. It's so good. Because nobody, no other race, age, or like anyone else. Would get this would riled. Be, would, would get, get this, this riled. Ri- of like, it's an art. No, Janet, it's dinner. It's <laughs> it's meal Shut prep, Janet. Yeah, Shut so up. It's a hard process. You turn a do- no- knob and you throw shit in. <laughs> oh, my God. She didn't want to eat something I made one night because it looked like throw up in the pot, Graves said laughing. But now <laughs> it's her favorite awesome. meal. Oh, my God. Don't gaslight me, Janet. We know she hates your cooking. Yep. Fortunately, the story of Crockpot Heaven has a happy ending. Although she expected some backlash to her post, Graves says that the feedback she got from the Croc stars was overwhelmingly supportive, and that those who would dare to sow discord seemed to have either taken the lesson to heart or showed themselves out per her instructions. We don't know what others are dealing with personally. I kind, a kind word may lift someone who is down or struggling, one user reflected. I am the Crockpot Gu- Buddha now. I have become God. I am the wait, disciple. Wait, you listen to me now. Wait, wait, wait a second. Is that the end of the article? <laughs> wait, wait, where is the conflict? Was this a story about this lady telling people if you don't appreciate crockpots in this crockpot, I'm sorry, you, you wrote, can get out. You wrote a whole article. You wrote, where did you find this? I don't know where you got this. Where did this come wrote, from? The whole article about are, one mean comment. Raiding, they're storming the Capitol. <laughs> there's some fucking person, and it's like that's do Slow like news man. Day. There's Slow no news day because the of COVID. There's no puppy parades. What are we gonna do? <laughs> oh, let's do this. Well, this bitch Janet in my Facebook crockpot group really this went off a, at us. This is a story. This is a story we're gonna go into. Here's how we end Holy the uh, here's how we end the article. Yeah. Ooh. I love this group so much. It's so important to me, she says. It's a safe place to be able to make mistakes and to be able to fail and have everybody pick you back up. End of article. What the fuck? Hey, also, I... also, cooking in a crock pot doesn't have to be social. You don't have to post it on the internet. This has been the 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 in terms of internet drama, yeah, 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 this is not even a blip. No, no, this is and nothing. That's that's why I find this a great article <laughs> because it's, I kind of love this. It's nothing. This it's is a nothing. Seinfeld episode where this nothing happens. Nothing. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> this is so nothing that it's something. Yes, and that's some. That's that's great. That's that's amazing that you found just this this diatribe. This. Not even a. It's not even a mommy blog. It's just. It's, a, it's just somebody a rant. did an article you, about. You it. have no one to rant to, so you just. You found you made. You know when life gives you. Oh, when beef, life gives you a crock. When pot, someone when life you gives you lemons, you 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 cook them at three fifty for a long time, and then you eat them, and you go that shouldn't have done that, that with the lemons. It. That wasn't <laughs> so worth it. it. Doesn't make lemonade. It turns out. Holy shit! That's the end of my little my little niche drama. Great, thank great you. Great segment. Thank Holy, you. Wow. I'm taken <laughs> aback. That was a great segment. Thank you, Will. Oh, well, from one group of hysterical women to another. That's mm, what, Here's a hyster- transition. Hyster- that was just for a transition. I don't hysterical is is a <laughs> phrase used to usually uh relegate women in the past. So, but I think it fits this particular story. So, I heard I'm about this from from a it. podcast. 
And it fits into a lot of different things that we've gotten into on this podcast. It is a kind of an amalgamation of different things. It's in the past, which is Wikipedia story, and that's where we're at, baby. Okay. It's French. It's French. It is, it is French. It has international Much, intrigue. It does. It has, um, like we did with the dancing plague, it has uh, a group hysteria. Mass hysteria. Uh-huh. Mass hysteria. Okay. And is sexy as fuck. Oh, shit. Baby. Ooh, this, oh. Is, this is a sexy Damn. story. Also, somebody dies at oh, the end. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> So a that's pretty. Sexy passing away. So this is the story of the Ludon possessions, or as uh, author Argilus uh, Oxley, who made Brave New World, he wrote a book called The Devils of Ludon. Mm. And that is what I will be referring it to because that the is devils. a great title. The Devils of Ludon. So the du- Ludon possessions, known in French as the Possessed of Ludon Affair, Affair des Possessedes de Ludon, Les Enfants Terribles, was a notorious witchcraft trial that took place in Ludon, Kingdom of France, in 1634. A convent of Ursuline nuns at Ursuline. That, yeah, Ursuline. I guess bear nuns or something. <laughs> I don't know where they're called. <laughs> oh, Ursuline. I went to Ursula, the 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 Little Mermaid, <laughs> octopus lady. Very <laughs> Ursuline of you. Unfortunate <laughs> soul. So we <laughs> <laughs> said. Okay, so these nuns said that they had been visited and possessed by demons. Following, this is just like a general synopsis uh-huh. that Wikipedia uh-huh. always does. Following an investigation by the Catholic Church, a local priest named Urbain Grandier was accused of summoning the evil spirits. He was, well, Yorana. a spoiler. <laughs> he may or may not have been convicted. If I think the pentagram yes. <laughs> fits, then he did the crime. <laughs> <laughs> if the very baggy like dress shirts of a priest fits, then that gives us no information. It doesn't fit. <laughs> so our main character is Urbain Grandier. He's born in uh, Rivere towards the end of the 16th century. In 1617, he was appointed parish priest of Saint-Pierre-de-Marche in Loudon and a canon at the Church of Saint-Croix. Saint-Croix, I love Lacroix. Saint-Croix, birthplace of Lacroix. Patron saints of not very good seltzer. I am not a fan. (laughs) Why was that a thing? Anyways, we're good. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Grandier was considered to be a good-looking man, which I don't know what that means in this time period, if I'm being honest. I think it means, like, hmm. normal by our standards. His I teeth are only totally somewhat crooked. Yeah, exactly. Like He only has tell. several scars. <laughs> There's another description that is, is, like, my brain kind of breaks, like, trying to imagine the person. But he was good-looking, wealthy, and well-educated. The triple threat. Check, ladies. Check, check, check. He was very, so we'll get into that. He's very popular with ladies. An eloquent and popular preacher, he incurred the envy of some of the local monks as he did not support Cardinal uh, Richelieu's, I'm going to bitcher, but bitcher, <laughs> I'm going to butcher so many of these names, uh, policies. He didn't, he didn't like these cardinals' policies. He was in favor of returning the town, retaining the town's wall, which was basically 
they have like a little side thing. Basically, some people in the town um, wanted a wall to be kept up um, and others wanted to be torn down and like make the town a little bit more like open to everybody else. He wanted, um, they wanted the open concept and he wanted he liked walls. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is widely believed that Grandier had fathered a son by Philippa Trinkant, the daughter of his friend. Louis okay. Trinkant. All right. The, the king's prosecutor. And so he's the he's like the the DA <laughs> of Ludon. And he is like, hey, your daughter looks hot as shit. How mm. old is she? Oh, 14. Perfect. Yikes. Like, Ooh. yeah, she was very young when she. Um, but he was known as doing this. Like uh, the podcast I listened to, they're like, it was fine back in the day if you're dealing with like widows or peasant girls. Like you can, if you're a preacher, nobody gives a shit if you if you have sex with them. But like the moment that you are doing what he started doing, which is like going into noble women's bedchambers, then everyone starts starts raising some eyebrows. Yeah, according to Monsieur Disneau, meow, meow. I think it's gonna be all bad. <laughs> Sounds like a, a name from Cats. Meow, 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 meow. meow. I will prosecute you <laughs> after I bat around some some yarn. Uh, counselor at Le Fletch, uh Grandier w- had aroused the hostility of a number of husbands and fathers, some quite influential, by the dishonor he had brought to their families through relations with the female members of the households. So he was fucking so much that they create an entire cabal a secret society just to bring him down they create a neighborhood watch that's whole point is just to keep an eye on him so he's not going around anymore around 1627 uh, jacques jacques de jacques accuse jacques de tribolt uh Possibly a relative of Philippa, Philippa, who he impregnated, was quite vocal in expressing an, his opinion of Grandier's conduct with women. When Grandier demanded an explanation, what do you mean I fucked her? What do you <laughs> what mean? Do you, what, 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 what do you mean you demand an explanation? If the condom you, fits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be fitting it on him now. He saw it in the trash. Um, Tribolt, he, when, when Grandier demanded an ex- explanation, Tribult beat him with a cane outside the church of St. Croix. In the course of the resulting tribal, trial, Tribult raised certain charges in his defense, uh, causing the magistrates to turn Grandier over to the ecclesiastic court. The bishop then prohibited Grandier from performing any public function as priest for five years in the diocese of Pieters. He was already, he was already uh, wealthy. He's good. What does he need yeah. your five year and money for? But here's the thing: Grandier appealed to the court as a witness. Uh, uh, as a number of witnesses retracted their statement, the case was dismissed without prejudice. So, all right, he, he got away. He beat the he, case. He, he could still be a, a priest here. In a total, so a convent of the these Ursuline convent was opened in Loudon in 1627. This is now now we're setting it up. So <laughs> yes. there. Uh, in 1632, Prioress uh, Jean Disagnes presided over 17 nuns, whose average age was 25. Her age, I don't think they go into this, she was like 26. Okay. So she's, she's like, 
very um she's very young um i also don't think they go into this but she this is the the description that really throws me through a loop they're like she had a hunchback she was very short okay and she was apparently very pretty and i go my brain goes "Uh uh-huh hunchback Mm -hmm. and you imagine hunchback Hunchback, right yep and then like short you're like Little e, Little and then she's like beautiful, but also, but <laughs> also mind, pretty. Just like this, like f- changes the face of the hunchback. To just like a beautiful. I mean, she woman. might like, be, Hello. she might be very pretty, and still sound like, hey, it's hey. time to come over here, ring some bells. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. The first reports of alleged demonic possessions began at f- about five months after the outbreak of plague in 1632, as it was winding down. While physicians and wealthy property owners had left town, um, others attempted to isolate themselves. The convents had shut themselves behind walls, and the nuns discontinued receiving parlor visitors. Grandier visited the sick and gave money to the poor. So he's not that like he's a mixed bag. He's a gray character. He still, right. like, he's still like does doing some stuff, bad. But he's, he's also fucking he's like. Good. A young nun said that she had visions of her recently deceased confessor, faint uh, Father Massant. Uh, soon, other nuns reported similar visions. Canon Jean... It's going around. <laughs> yeah, everybody's kind of like, oh, I'm thinking about this father too. The convent chaplain, who had also a nephew of Trinquant, uh, decided that a series of ex- exorcisms was in order. In the town, the people were already saying it was an imposture. The nuns claimed the demon Asmodia had sent... T- was sent to commit evil and impudent <laughs> acts with them. I like that they co- have all these French names, but they found something out of Yu-Gi-Oh! Asmodia! <laughs> well, that's like a demon. Like, it's a note. They just were like, which one's cool as shit? Ooh, it's if like Garris, creating a D&D character. Oh, like, Garris, it, it must be Asmodia, the D&D Garrison. During questioning about the supposed evil spirit that was possessing them, the nuns gave several answers as to who caused its presence. A priest... Peter and Zabulon. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so I think Zabulon's another uh, Zabulon another from sub, from Sector Nine. Zabulon, no. that's Zabulon. What? Don't be blaming me. I only visit France every once in a while to steal cows. <laughs> it was only after almost a week on October 11th that Grandier was named as the magician responsible, which is in modern times would be sick as hell to be like. Which magician <laughs> did this? It was me. And you would be like, it was me. But Grandier is just like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm not a magician because being a magician back then, bad time. Though none of them had ever met him. Illusions, so my God. This is, um, so next physicians and apothecaries were brought in. Canon Mignon informed local magistrates of what was happening in the convent. Grandier uh, yes. filed a position, Canan, petition. Canon Mignon, cousin of Valet. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, filed a petition stating that his reputation was under attack and that the nun should be confined. This is the only... He's, he's being reasonable here and <laughs> being like, what the fuck, dudes? Um, the Archbishop of Bordeaux intervened and ordered the nuns sequestered, upon which the appearances of possession seemed to subside for a time, almost like they were just fucking doing it for attention. <laughs> hmm. It's almost like the whole thing was just... No, Made couldn't up? be, couldn't be, couldn't no, be. No, 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 no. Uh, the nuns' increasingly extreme behavior, shouting, swearing, barking, etc., drew a considerable number of spectators. Bark. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> woof, woof. 
Uh, eventually, Cardinal uh, Richelieu. Sorry, there's so much. Why does the barking nun? Why does the barking nun sound like a crab shack? Come on down to the barking nun. We've got oysters <laughs> on the half shell. They just well, would it be a, a nun that is barking, or did they put <laughs> a dog in a habit? Doesn't matter. Either way, I'm I'm there. Mm. So they were they were not just doing that. They were doing lewd things that I presume you can't really talk about on Wikipedia. They were, can't talk about nuns doing lewd interactions. You, I would see, like, imagine being a 1630s, like, pleb. And just be like, what's all this then? And you go, like, hey, did he hear about the nuns? And what <laughs> are they doing? And you go, and they're just like, you get a one, they're like writhing on the ground, so you get like a peek of their ankles. And you're like, ooh. Um, good two, they're, they're like, eh, fuck me. Like, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're saying shit like, not, that nuns don't say. <laughs> I'm writhing around. Woof, woof. Fuck me. Woof. <laughs> yeah, like going to full exorcist, le- like what they think demons should do. Um, you know, like the demons do. Eventually, this cardinal decides to intervene. Grandier had already been offended, uh, who had already offended this cardinal, though, by uh, his public opposition of the demolition of the town walls and his reputation for illicit relationships with parishioners did not improve his standing with the cardinal. In addition, Grandier had written a book attacking the discipline of clerical <laughs> celibacy as well as a scathing satire of the cardinal. So this guy's Damn, way again. This guy has, has points on the board against this other homie. Yeah, so it's it not looking great. So Monsieur de Lebardemont returned to Loudon with a decree of the council dated 31 May of 1634, confirming all of his powers and prohibiting parliament and other judges from interfering in the matter and forbidding all parties concerning from appealing under certain fine of 500 livres, which is a weird way, well, a weird coin. Grandier, who, uh, Grandier had been... Uh, he's he's now being held at the prison of Angers. Uh, was returned to Loudon, so he was being held. That that is a just jump in this story. He's just okay. held in prison. Um, Le Bardemont once again observed and interrogated the nuns. This is now turning like into an official thing. Mm-hmm. So this Monsieur is basically coming in, and he's just like, this is turning into like a whole deal. None of you like we're gonna get weird with this. Mm-hmm. Uh. So they they start doing exorcisms. The weird thing about these exorcisms is that they were public. Oh. They were publicly exorcising, which is not how you do exorcisms. Hmm, like even at the time, show, they were razzle dazzle. On the June twenty third, sixteen thirty four, the Bishop of Pontiers um, and M. de Le Bardemont being present, Grandier was brought from his prison to the Church of Saint Croix uh, in his parish to be present at the exorcisms all of the presents possessed were there likewise and as the accused of his and his partisans declared that the possessions were mere impostures he was ordered to be himself exercised and the stole was presented to him he could not refuse and therefore taking the stole and the ritual he received the pastoral benediction and after the when creator had been sung uh commenced the exorcism in the usual form so they're like hey we're going to exercise you. And he's like, fucking do it, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't right, care I'm here for it. Um, in August, 1634, the case was heard before the local magistrates. It was alleged that Grandier had made a pact with the devil and had invited someone 
and invited someone to a witch's Sabbath. <laughs> you don't just, say who. Didn't you just say somebody? Just somebody. It literally says someone. We said and no guests. Grand we said Mier no guests. was found guilty of sorcery and placing evil spirits to cause the possession of the Ursuline nuns. He was condemned to be burned at the stake. They also, After all that. In, in this article, they have also one for Urbane. He has his own Wikipedia. But they just like have a quote uh from the time um and then they just say among other tortures grandier was subject <laughs> to the boot and that's Excuse it me. you can't you can't just you can't just say among you other tortures. that's that's the yada 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 some torture they, yes you can't just yada exactly. yada some torture basically well they on in and then it's weird because in urbane's thing they actually go into a little bit which we'll just like do a little bit of um of what that means so he was found guilty sentenced to death the judges who condemned Grandier would, were ordered that he put to extraordinary question, which is a form of torture which was usually, but not immediately, fatal, and was therefore administered to only those victims who were to be executed afterwards. Wow. Um, and he was also, he, he the Spanish boot, which is the boot, um, where Plus basically boot. they, they cr- crush a person's legs. Um, yeah, like piece by, they get like, increasingly wider like uh blocks of wood and they they get them with that they also um so the extraordinary question is they they would basically like one force feed people water a bunch they also like poked him with like very long needles because if you were like a witch you weren't supposed to feel pain and he imagine being like everywhere being poked, and they're like, uh, "Well, we found a few dead spots, basically, and that was their evidence." No, um, so that's Damn, so olden times are so crazy. Yeah, an iron vice filled with spikes uh, that was brought to a red heat and then applied to Grandier's calf and ankle to shatter the bones. Oh. Despite torture, Grandier never confessed to witchcraft. He was never he he was one of the few people that like didn't. Because you want to be like, I want to end the pain. I want to like have a good last day before right. being killed. Um, most of them say that they do witchcraft. So Grandier was taken to the Court of Justice of Ludon. Um, sentence read to him. He earnestly begged uh, Labardemont and the other commissioners to mitigate the rigor of their sentence. Um, Labardemont replied that the only means of inducing the judges to moderate the penalties was to declare at once his accomplices. The only answer he gave that he had no accomplices. Um, the executioner then advanced, as is always done, to strangle him. That's how they execute people. Th- Just they, bare I, hand. I, I also heard that they. Um, so he he was promised to uh, one. He was promised that he could speak before he was executed, um, and also that he would be hanged before. The burning as an act of mercy My which God. is like he basically like made a deal with the executioner of like hey can you fucking kill me before like he's he knew him from before um when grandier attempted to address the crowd the monks threw large quantities of holy water in his face so that his last words could not be heard then according to historian robert rapley exorcist lactance 
um, caused the execution to deviate from the planned course of action. Enraged by taunting from the crowd that gathered for the execution, he lit the funeral pyre before Grandier could be hanged, leaving him oh to be god. burned alive. Uh, oh my god! And this is the 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 part that is the real nail in the coffin. The possessions failed to stop after Grandier's execution. Oh my god! Oh no! So they kept you exercising come, him. You come in, you come in Monday morning, and you're like, "Guys, it's looking rough. Mm-hmm. Couple of couple of cases over the weekend. Uh, tried to just snooze that beeper. I was on call, but uh, we're gonna have to deal with them today. I hate to it. say it. Uh, so it's it basically the like the nuns kind of like lost interest in it, and the main nun. Kind of just went, she went on a nice little pilgrimage to Italy. And was like, I'm cured. I'm good. And everyone was like, cool. It's like, what? Wait, I thought they weren't cured after that. You said they are they, cured? No, after after she went on a nice little, uh, like, sabbatical, basically, to Italy. Like, she went on a nice <laughs> pilgrimage. Like, she, she went on a nice Italian thing. He got burned at the fucking stake. Oh, so good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're yeah. already a little bit over time. Uh, I was going to do a whole, like, wrap up. But, like what do you think because there's explanations that people have that it was like one this is absolutely just mass hysteria they they never met him like how would you like but he had a reputation of being sexy as hell and they're a bunch of uh, horny nuns so they're like yeah let's like i i'm like i feel horniness and i don't know what to do about it let me just like have dreams about him and then blame witchcraft like that that could be an explanation that feels like a valid that could that could be a theory i could see Um, that it was also they also said that the uh, somebody did a prank like by dressing them as, up as ghosts to frighten oh, some of the nuns. Good prank. And then it might have gotten out. <laughs> Guten prank results yeah. in torture and death. Very good pranks. Um, they for the sexiness part, they they think that the mother superior was obsessed, um, with Grandier and that um, she like offered him the job of the guy, the confessor. And he like turned her down, um, and then she was like, "Well, f- fuck you! I'm gonna mm. do some like, um, it's gonna do some but, wild shit." But that that's been kind of like uh, that's hard to judge because some people say that he like applied for the position, and some people say they never talked. Some people say they only like shared a letter, and he was like, "No, thank you," um, and was like nice about it. Um, but it is a very interesting case. And it has it's a, a probably the horniest possession case I've ever read about because these nuns were just like writhing and just like we're young twenty somethings and we're we're being possessed by this very sexy man. <laughs> but anyway, we're the sexy men that have to go. Good thing we're not going to be burned at the stake. Am I right? <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, uh, if you want to send us some some sexy historical stories or any other segments, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter at Segment City, our YouTube, Segment City, and uh, give us a rating. Give us a, a review. We love seeing them. We love and to see we, it. We love you. And Could we got to give a, a big thank you to See somebody. me doing finger guns right now if you yeah. were astral projecting just above me. You got to say it. You got to do it. Bah, 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 bah. We want to give a big shout out to our good friend, Rachel Robinson. Thank you, Rachel. She does our intro music. She is wonderful. 
And fun fact about her. She's not a witch. Take it to the bank. She's not a witch. Take it to the bank. Not a witch. And if she is. That's good. You didn't hear it from me. Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad our friend isn't a witch. But if she is, you didn't hear it from me. You didn't hear it from Theo. That's That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, you know what they say. Tight, tight, loose, loose lips sync podcast. That doesn't sound right. We got to have loose lips or else we wouldn't have a podcast. Right. Loose lips, loose lips. Uh, Sync the ending of this podcast. Fuck. Goodbye. We're not good at rhymes. No.